This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Old El Paso. Matthew, I have a proclamation to make. Okay, ready? Dinner should never be boring. Wow, I can hear the Herald trumpets. (laughs) I agree, and that's why I believe that Old El Paso never stops bringing the fun of taco night to my home. Oh, wait, wait, do they do the stand-in stuff, taco shells? They certainly do. They also have soft tortilla bowls. This stuff stands on its own, and it leaves more time for talking and filling and less time worrying about mess and spilling. Old El Paso, grab the yellow box. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about peanut butter cups. How is it possible that we haven't already done this? This is episode 388. I mean, did we do an episode that was like chocolate peanut butter? I know we did chocolate mint. Why? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't remember what so. we did last week, let alone like what we I, what we've I done like somewhere in our corpus of episodes. I literally don't remember what we recorded the last time we met. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might have been quesadillas. No, but before that. Oh, okay. Because that was today. <laughs> oh Matthew. no, yeah, I don't know. Um, what was it? I don't know. Let's let's spend like five <laughs> minutes of dead air trying to remember. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so maybe this episode is a repeat. Who cares? We're gonna eat more peanut butter cups, yes. so we don't care. We're gonna it's, um, yeah, it's gonna be re- a repeat. So yeah, let's go down memory lane. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I loved Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> growing. So I think when uh, we we definitely ate them on a Halloween candy episode because I. I think I would have said at the time, because as I remember it, the like the single Reese's peanut butter cup, not the mini, but like the one that's like half of a two pack, like in a yes. square package. Yes. That was for me and my group of, uh, you know, candy snarfing, trick or treating friends. That was like the piece de resistance. You could not. There's nothing better you could get in your Halloween sack unless Unless, you know, there was like the rich kid family that was giving out whole Snickers bars, which was mostly a mythical thing like razor blades and apples. Yeah. The the single full-size Reese's peanut butter cup is the best you can do on Halloween. I still feel that way. I think I feel that way, too. I, I think that 
sometimes I, if it's been a long time since I've had other candy bars, like let's say it's been since the last Halloween, mm-hmm. um, I tend to get excited about like uh, a Milky Way or a Snickers. Right. And then inevitably I'm disappointed. I like, like Snickers I like, a lot. I like the Snickers ice cream bar a Oh, lot. the Snickers ice cream bar is fantastic. That's fantastic. It's better than a Snickers. Yes. I think a Snickers is sort of, it's lacking a little bit of salt for me. It's like a little bit, it's not as one note as a Milky Way and not nearly as one note as a Three Musketeers. One time. But it needs more. One time I had this dessert made by uh, Patissier Thomas Haas. In Vancouver, BC. You sound so fancy right now <laughs> yeah. and so snooty. It was a part of a dessert tasting menu. Oh, Matthew, was this back in our Eagle days? It totally was. This sounds um, like something we would have both attended. And um, I think he just called it the Haas Bar. And it was like a crispy candy bar that he made. And it was like, this is so good. Like, I want to get the recipe for this and make it myself. Oh. I don't know what I was thinking because I got, I did this get the like, recipe. This was like 20, 2003. Right, there was no way I could have made this. It had like you know, fouilletine and or nougatine, whatever those things are. And like you know, this was this was for professionals only. Mm-hmm. But like, if you, I don't know if you happen to know Thomas Haas, like he's got a bakery in Vancouver. Maybe they they sell it there. I don't know. This uh, has nothing to do with that. Was a good story. That was a really good story. Anyway, I, think, I just wanted listeners to know that one time I ate a dessert tasting menu. Okay, as we have discussed before, now they'll think I'm cool. The Reese's peanut butter cup is a perfectly engineered food product. Oh yeah, and I just so I just opened the the like regular size. You just opened the floodgates. The the pack. Uh, it's milk chocolate, two peanut butter cups on like a little cardboard tray. Mm-hmm. It is so perfect. I I find myself like uh, continually awed by this candy product. When did they change the packaging? Because it used to be like sort of a paper, like glued paper wrap that you would like open like an envelope kind of. I don't remember that. Was this no? when we were kids? Am I wrong? You're probably wrong. Okay. No, I listeners, think we probably, okay, we probably please, have um, some listeners. Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast or just drop us an email. Contact at Spilled Milk Podcast. Am I remembering correctly that the that Reese's used to be like wrapped in wax paper? Can I tell you a little bit about Reese's? Oh, okay, <clears> sure. Great. So uh, Reese's were- Save it for the peanut butter cup episode. <laughs> Reese's were created by H- God. Yes, in fact. H.B. <laughs> Reese, who was mm-hmm. a former dairy farmer who took a job um, at the Hershey Chocolate Factory as a shipping foreman. And um, anyway, uh, at a certain point, he decided to start making his own candy in his basement. Shipping foreman is a really cool job title. It is. Yeah. Like, it is. I mean, if, if I, I heard, think we probably... if I met someone like you know, like a parent of a of a like at my kid's school, and I heard like, what, what do they do? What do you do? Oh, I'm a shipping foreman. I'm like, whoa, that's a real job. Yeah, I mean, compared to our jobs, I'm, yeah, I'm a podcaster for sure. <laughs> anyway, so H. B. Reese, he left his job at Hershey um, to operate this candy business. He started oh, nice. in his basement. This was 1928, guys. Huh? He, like. He used um, he used Hershey chocolate in his candy from the start. This was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay, and um, and he created the peanut butter cup, and it was his most popular candy. And so eventually, he just dropped all the other candies that he was trying to make, and and <laughs> I dropped all my other candies. And that was a dumb joke, Matthew. <laughs> and he just homed right in on where the money was, and it was 
in peanut butter cups. Okay, sure. Now, so these were introduced on the market in 1928. Okay. And it just makes me wonder. So, you know, we say this is a perfectly engineered food product. I wonder, like, how the engineering has changed in the past 90 years. Well, for one thing, they don't wrap them in wax paper anymore. That has been established or not established at all. Yeah, we don't know, actually. But, you know, it seems like, so there's something. This really is a good question. There's something so incredibly perfect about the texture of the peanut butter yes. in the middle. Like it's um, it's not like kind of, uh, you know, like a Butterfinger is kind of like a wafery. Well, you uh, know what it is? Because we covered this it's on. It's a fouillotine. It's a halva. Oh, it's a halva. Yes. No, it's not. A, it's neither a fouillotine nor a nougatine. So wait, we're talking about Butterfinger. Butterfinger is a halva. But this, this also. This also? Yes. It has this incredible like airiness like yeah. halva does. This fascinating, like, uh, like almost like micro crackle on your tongue. Micro crackle, wow! Micro crackle is I, just the Hershey's miniature crackle. I would right? like to retire on that <laughs> note. Okay. Anyway, but so so anyway, yep, I, I, would I agree. Really, you earned it. I would be really curious about how, like, if the texture of these was different. Like, was the machinery able to produce this kind of smoothness back then? Yeah, that is a really good question. I. If we had a time machine and we could only use it once, I think what we should do is go, go back, back to, to 1928, 1928 and taste one of the original Reese's peanut butter cups and maybe like stop off and kill Hitler on the way back. Can we oh, do that? Oh, yeah. I think okay. that we, it would be perfectly timed. He would just be, you know, beginning his rise. Can I tell you what my hand is doing, listeners? I like, don't think I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep reaching over, like I ate like half. I ate like a quarter of this peanut butter cup because I'm trying to pace myself because we have many more flavors of peanut butter cups to taste. I keep seeing this peanut butter cup out of the corner of my eye and it's reaching so over to grab it, grab this last bite of peanut butter cup, and then remembering, no wait, we're gonna eat more peanut butter cups, and like pulling my hand away. It is the closest I've ever come to feeling like I had an evil possessed hand, like I got, <laughs> you know, a serial killer hand transplant or something. Yeah, I've or, always wanted one of those. Uh-huh, me too. Just so, so I could like get away with whatever. So can I um can I tell you uh, so you know we owe you could a, just tell people you have an evil hand. We owe a lot to H. B. Reese, obviously, mm-hmm. because the dude invented peanut butter cups as right. a category of candy. But can I tell you? Okay, I feel deeply disappointed in this man. Let me tell you what he then did. Well, he died in, in nineteen fifty six. <laughs> okay. okay, he died at the age of seventy seven or something. And he so this man had sixteen children. Okay, he had 16 children. I'm going to say that's too many. And he left the company to his six sons. I just, I I just. So wait, so so he also had 10 daughters, but. Presumably. Okay. I mean, the way, maybe he had more sons than just six of them. And maybe he didn't even leave it to all of his sons. But he left it to his six sons was the wording that I saw. Hmm. And I find it deeply. Hmm. I mean, I know this was 1956, but this kills me that this man and I'm about to tell you about how much money has been made oh, okay. on the stock shares of like, anyway. Okay. I'm really feeling for H.B. Reese's daughters or the uh, the 10 children he had who were not bequeathed this company. I I, I am dying for I them. I feel like I'm, I, this, this started to just pivot into like a This American Life segment and we're going to start hearing from, like, like you're going to play gonna... some interview tape <laughs> yeah. with some of the descendants of the Reese daughters. Uh, yeah, and how, the, about how, how they've they, suffered. The raw deal that they got. Yes, okay. Anyway, in 1963, 
uh, the brothers merged it with the Hershey Chocolate Corporation in, quote, a tax-free stock-for-stock merger. What does that mean? No, no, I don't know. Okay. Well, so according to Wikipedia, so this was 1963. Mm -hmm. According to Wikipedia, in 2017, after 54 years of stock splits, the Reese brothers' original 666,316 shares of Hershey common stock represented 16 million Hershey shares valued at over $1.8 billion that paid annual cash dividends of $46 million. So I notice, okay, first of all, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I concede that. I am um, extremely, extremely irritated for these other 10 children. Yeah, but I mean, what if, what if, yeah. What if they didn't want it? Maybe they didn't want it. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want it. Yeah, they were like, 10 of the kids were, were like, uh, you know, got into like free love and, and, yeah, maybe they were like formed a commune. Yeah, maybe they were like anti sugar, and so maybe they, they, were they didn't want to. They didn't want to run a candy company. Cool. That let's read that into the historical record. Can I? Uh, can I go on a little tangent about the time I was on Jeopardy? Oh, for, okay. First of all, thanks everyone for watching me on Jeopardy. Wasn't it great, everybody? I I don't know that I have ever been more excited watching television. Oh, that's very sweet. It was so exciting. We went over to my mom's house and we watched it all together. Um, I watched with some friends in Brooklyn. So um, I noticed that the Reese Brothers' original shares was uh, 666,316 shares uh, featuring number 666, which reminds me that when I was on Jeopardy, um, the (laughs) – which uh, I I try and start a sentence with that several times every day now. Um, The first clue that popped up on the board – uh, which uh, was the correct response, which I got was, what is the Church of Satan? It was like, you know, this controversial church was founded by Anton LaVey in 1966. And uh, and I'm like, oh, I know the answer. And I said pretty enthusiastically, what is the Church of Satan? Um, and like going through my head is like, wait a minute, did I just say that so enthusiastically that like <laughs> America thinks I'm now like the Satan guy on Jeopardy? Yes. But at the same time, I don't want to sound like I'm so down on the Church of Satan that America thinks I'm like a fundamentalist Christian. Like, did I strike the, the right note? Ew. Yeah, like Satan grows. And and then so I'm thinking like, you know, if I win on Jeopardy, I don't want to be like like the guy who's a little bit too into like <laughs> I don't know, Matthew. Satanism. Wouldn't you rather be the guy who's a little bit too into Satanism than I don't know, like the guy who's a little bit too into a little too, um I mean someone said I sounded like Ned Flanders, so I don't want to be that either. From The Simpsons, the the Christian next door neighbor. Oh, I don't know. Okay, The Simpsons is this TV show. <laughs> it's a cartoon, but it's for adults. Oh, um, I think I've heard of this. So then, so all of like that thing, same thing you just said. All of this went through my head, like in like a fraction of a second, while I was standing on the stage that time I was on Jeopardy. And you were like, and "Don't then, sound too enthusiastic about right, Satanism." And then, like a few minutes later, I buzzed in and got a, cr- cl- a uh, correct response of who is Ted Bundy. Ah! And so, and so then I'm thinking, "Oh, great! Like, you know, what's going to be next? Like, um, uh, you know, what is?" Uh, what is like the Iron Maiden? Like you know that that uh, I'm just gonna like through uh, pure luck be known as like the evil guy from wait, Jeopardy. Is, wait, Iron Maiden? I, I only know it as like a, a band. Uh, the band is named after a torture device, which is like. <laughs> let me sound as enthusiastic about this as possible. <laughs> ooh, ooh, tell about me. a really 
awesome torture <laughs> device. One of the coolest torture devices where it's like it's like sort of like a sarcophagus with spikes. So you like oh. you put someone in there and like close it and they get spiked. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have to like sit on the lid? <laughs> I think it was used like standing up. I'm not really sure on the specifics. When you like a lot of these like like antiquated like tor- you, you tor- torture devices sound, and weapons and stuff. I, when you think about like actually like in practice, like this maybe wouldn't be so practical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Just Crack an Egg. Matthew, I'll be honest, I rarely can manage to make a hot breakfast. It's a lot of work. Can I make a suggestion? Okay. Why don't you just crack an egg, which well, is also you, the name of the product. What do you mean? Well, it's this cup that you buy in the egg aisle. So, you know, you pick up the eggs, you pick up just crack an egg. It's available in seven delicious flavors. It's a cup full of fresh ingredients, fresh breakfast fixins. Mm-hmm. You crack an egg over it, you microwave it for about two minutes, you give it a stir, and you've got a hot breakfast ready to go. Whoa. Uh, what different flavors does it come in? Well, how about veggie? Okay. Denver. Oh, I love Denver. Me. I love a Denver omelet. Southwest Ooh. style. Protein packed. Ooh. And all American. Wow. Well, I'm not going to wait for the weekend to add a little hot, hearty breakfast love to my morning. <laughs> Would you say you're going to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle? Yes, I'm going to embrace Just Crack an Egg. Yeah, so if you see someone running through the supermarket uh, toward the egg aisle, arms wide open, it's either Molly or someone who, who listened to this ad. Take breakfast back with Just Crack an Egg. Let's invent a popular candy so that we can get annual cash dividends of $46 million. Okay, I've got a great idea for um, like what we could put on the, on the wrapper. How about a picture of me with Alex Trebek? Oh, that's a great I, idea. Because I, I have such you know, a picture. You know, I keep that picture on my phone. Oh, that's sweet. I, well, you know, I turned it into the picture that shows up when you call me. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you never call me. No, not really. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, wait. So wait. So No, ser- seriously. If we invented a popular candy, like, no, I was just going to talk about a candy that I that I got really into recently, but that's not inventing a candy. That's a candy that was already invented. Never yeah, mind. This is not helpful. Anyway, oh. um, I don't have current statistics, but okay. in 2012, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups was the best-selling candy in the U.S., and the fourth best-selling globally. Doesn't surprise me insane, at all. insane, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, uh, so you know, obviously the, in, in this peanut butter cup episode, it's sort of hard to not just talk about Reese's all the time. Right. I have a, I have a question. What is the most recent successful candy introduction? I don't only... expect we're going to know this off the top <sighs> no. of our heads, but, like, I mean, has there been one since, like, the 50s? Well, what about like sour gummies? Oh, sour of course. Patch I was kids. only thinking like chocolate bars. Warheads. Well, no, yeah. warheads are old. Wait, no, are, don't they go with atomic fireballs? They were created by that same company. Ferrara Pan. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think warheads are, okay. are older than we would but think. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm you're absolutely sure. right. But like Sour, sour Patch, Patch Kids are from the 80s. I remember when okay. uh, Whatchamacallit came out. Really? I think. Wait, maybe I wasn't alive then, but I, I seem know. to I remember mean, it. I know, I know your dad was around, your dad invented Altoids in the <laughs> 18th century. <laughs> so so it's quite possible. That... Um, uh, or what about, I think, didn't Caramello come out in our lifetime? It's not a very yeah, good candy. Yeah, although I think um, it, it Caramello is the American version of Caramelk in the UK, and I think it may have just like 
oh, hopped, hopped across over. the pond. But definitely Sour Patch Kids. Right. So I was going to say Whatchamacallit. I was definitely eating Whatchamacallit in middle school. Does Whatchamacallit have a wafer inside? Is that the thing? Mm, I think so. Hold on. I can, yeah, I can definitely like, I got the mouthfeel in my, I got my my mind on my mouthfeel on my mouthfeel on my mind. 1978. Okay. Okay. So you don't remember it. I I don't remember it at all. (laughs) Yeah, it was introduced. Wait, weren't you introduced in 1978? I was. I was trying to see if it was introduced before me or after me. Mm. It's a, a peanut flavored crisp. Yeah. That utilized peanut butter as the flavoring agent, coated I in like a thin layer a of chocolate. I don't think I've ever had it. It's very tasty. It's definitely not considered one of the top tier candy bars, but I like it very much. Um, okay, so let's talk about cup size. Yeah. Mini, regular, and big. Do you have a preferred size? So We're you for know, sure talking about peanut butter cups. The regular, inevitably, you know, so they usually come in packs of two. Um, <laughs> yes, and they do. They usually make me feel uh, slightly ill by the time I'm done. Like, yeah, I feel like for me, one and a half is, yes. is the perfect serving size. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I kind of think that we're each going to eat like four of them today. I haven't had the minis in a while, but when I think about it, I love that the mini is perfect in two bites. Right? First mm-hmm. bite, you bite halfway in. I think that the mini might be perfect, but I haven't so had it in a long time. I you don't like get the, the same mini, texture. but it's not it's not like as thin mm-hmm. as the as the regular size. About, I mean, look at so I cut this regular size one in half, but look at even the texture of the peanut oh, butter it's beautiful. inside. It's yeah. so also, gorgeous. Like, I've seen around and couldn't find today when I was shopping. Um there's like a new like like Reese's peanut butter thins, which sounds promising in the same way that Oreo thins are very tasty, mm-hmm. but I haven't tried it yet. So wait, since we're talking about, about the importance of the thinness of the regular right. size. Yeah. Now, having said that, let's, we've got, what we've got here is we've got the big cup. Yes. And you um, know what? I like the big cup a lot. Okay. I don't think I've ever had it. So this is, you know, it looks like it's about the same diameter right. as the regular. However, it looks- But almost twice, twice as, thick, as thick, maybe. Let's see what this is like, okay? Let's let's compare, um, like, uh, weight, because it's ra- almost twice the mass. Whoa, this is a lot of peanut butter cup. Oh my God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know some people will say the ratio is off. On the big cup, and I get where they're coming from, but the peanut butter is so good. Mm. It's kind of like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the the seasonal flavor, the seasonal oh, shapes, yes. you know, like the tree or the pumpkin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always feel like those have a lot more peanut butter than the regular mm-hmm. one. It just seems like more peanut butter to chocolate. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting here with the the big cup. I think I might be a regular person. I mean, I'm a regular person. First of all, we have like. Literally days of audio demonstrating that that is not the case. <laughs> and secondly, I I am having a hard time deciding because I really do enjoy the big cup a lot. I mm. guess I guess I would marginally favor oh, the, the regular. Also, the big cup leaves me feeling a little bit. It's like, kind of like you've been like packed with peanut butter yeah, yourself, I do right? Feel, it, it feels a tad bit excessive. But at, yeah, and I mean, I say this as someone who loves rich food. Oh, I thought you were going to say what I was thinking, which um, is that, like, I I 
we've we've mentioned this on the show many times before that I I love snacking on just like a knife full of peanut butter from the oh, jar. Big time. Yeah. I just recently introduced June to um to like peeling a banana and then mm-hmm. just taking like a big knife full of, of peanut butter and spreading it down the length of I've the never banana. done this. Oh, I used to eat bananas like that all the time when I was pregnant. Was were, did you introduce this as part of like a birds and the bees discussion? <laughs> It's like, now you put your mouth around it. <laughs> and you <laughs> spread it with peanut butter. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but um, yeah, when I was pregnant, I ate so much peanut butter. As yeah, we discussed, sure. I think, in the yeah, pregnancy absolutely. cravings episode. Um, but I've it never... It seems like the perfect substance for molding a small human it, out doesn't of. Doesn't it? Right? Doesn't it? Anyway, so yeah, I would stand at the counter with a jar of peanut butter and a banana, mm-hmm. and I would like take a bite of the banana, spread peanut butter onto the the place where I had just taken the bite, eat that, spread more onto oh, it. Oh, I was when you said like going down the. I, I well, was... that's what I did for June. I basically peeled a banana and mm-hmm. then I spread peanut butter okay, yeah. down the length of the okay, banana. Okay, so I was. Envisioning yeah. that correctly, yeah. But for my, basically, the idea is you're just spreading peanut butter on on banana. <laughs> okay, all right. That's an idea that I can get behind. Yeah. Anyway, so I really like. I, but I usually, be careful out there, people. I usually don't have a problem with flavors that um, I think a lot of people like feel are too rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But there's something about the intensity of the both the sweetness and the saltiness of the peanut filling yes. in Reese's that I think it needs to be carefully balanced in terms of quantity. With carefully balanced with, with some with some milk chocolate. With some yeah. milk chocolate, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just to lighten it up a little. So wait, have you ever had the dark chocolate ones or the white chocolate ones? I don't know if I've had the white chocolate ones. I have had the dark chocolate ones. Ooh, Let's give them a try. Here. I've never had them, and I'm I'm really curious. I'm curious to know what you think and whether, like, I haven't had them in a while, and you know, maybe, maybe I feel the same way as I did last time. Maybe not. Hey, speaking of of the minis, just a second ago, talking about size. So they now make Reese's chips that you can put in like the size mm. of a chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. It's like a tiny peanut butter cup. Oh, okay. And, and what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I have gotten those from Trader Joe's. Okay. Not, I mean, not Reese's brand, obviously, but like Trader Joe's branded mini peanut butter cups that are like chocolate chip size. Mm-hmm. And I've Ew, used them. I don't like this. I don't like the dark chocolate. Oh, I at don't all. like the dark chocolate. I think we've run into this a lot on the show that uh, cheap dark chocolate is Ew. not as good as cheap milk chocolate and kinda, doesn't blend as well with things. It tastes kind of burnt mm-hmm. or something. It tastes brown. Yep. I mean, but brown tasting things can be. But I mean, good. well, that's true. I like the way that an Oreo tastes brown. Yeah. What was I just talking about? Uh, cheap dark chocolate. No, um, uh, TJ's minis. Right. The minis. I have used them in, like, replaced chocolate chips in chocolate chip cookies with the mini peanut butter cups. Very tasty. How could it be bad? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, they get kind of, like, sunken in a cute way when you bake with them. Oh, that sounds so cute. Like, like, you're, like your cookie has dimples. So, Matthew, um, I saw on Wikipedia, which is, you know, the source of all of our research mm-hmm. on this show. Sorry. Sorry again, librarians. 
not, I, that, not that like ratings are reflexively anti-Wikipedia. It's just like sort of the it's uh, the, the lowest. It, it, it is the, the lowest path of form least of, resistance. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Okay, you're unfurling something. Yeah. So um, there have been a lot of Reese's limited edition flavors. Yeah. What I did find a little bit perplexing. Have, I was going to say we have one here. I don't know if this is actually a limited edition. Well, what I did find perplexing is whoever the person was who who edited the list of limited edition flavors. H.B. Reese. They included things um, like dark chocolate, which is not limited. It's... Maybe they like confused limited edition with just anything other than regular. Okay. So tell me, which of these do you think is real and which is fake? Okay. Very excited. Okay. Chocolate lovers. Real. I've had it. Yeah. That's a, a thicker chocolate cup with a thinner layer of peanut butter. Yeah. It, I mean, it was fine, but... Why? Why mess with a with a perfect yeah, ratio? That sounds bad. Secret lovers. <laughs> it's, I, it's packed I, with secrets. <laughs> I want this to be real so badly. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. Do you think, like you break it open and it starts like whispering. That that is kind of what <laughs> I was imagining. Very yes. spooky. Oh my god! Secret. Oh wow. Okay. I also love that song from the eighties. Secret lovers. Yes. That's what we are. Tried so hard to hide the way we feel. Who, who did that Cause song? Because we both belong to someone else. But we can't let go. Because what we feel is oh so real. Oh, God. I, I, wow. I know our listeners don't. Oh, of course, Atlantic Star, who also did the song Always, which was a primo slow dance song of my middle school How dances. How does that one go? And I will love you so for always, girl. You are to me all that a woman should be, oh, and I dedicate my life. Yes. Also, to like you if you if you look up a picture of Atlantic all. Star, they they have such a perfect like '80s soul band aesthetic. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, the other day, Ash and I were listening to some Peter Cetera song that uh-huh. came on the radio, um, and it was the one that goes um, like. Or maybe it was Chicago. Sure. Um, but after all that we've been through, I will make it up I to you. I will make it up but, to you. But the way that he says, after all that we've been through, Ash imitates it really well. Yeah. But it's like, after all that we've been through. Because it sounds like after all the who you've been through. I will make it up to you. Anyway, okay. All right. Peanut, butter, peanut butter lovers. To... Peanut butter lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um... Yes, real. Yeah, it's a layered cup with the top peanut butter layer, a thin chocolate layer, and a peanut butter filling. So, wait, so is it... It seems like there is is still peanut butter on top. Okay. And then there's chocolate and then peanut butter filling. I don't know. I'm 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 getting lost in it. <laughs> I want to go back to Secret Lovers. <laughs> Dream Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait. Now I now I can't remember who did that song. <laughs> This is the entire rest of this episode is just going to be me looking up songs while everyone's yelling at their phone. Okay, Okay. crunchy. Uh, Is it like Donovan or something? I don't know. Uh, Oh, Bobby Darren, maybe. Okay. Anyway, Matthew, crunchy. (laughs) 1959 song by Bobby Darren. Okay, Uh, crunchy. Yes, had it. Good. Triple creme. No. (laughs) Fine. Double crunch. (laughs) Double crunch. Yes. Yeah, it's apparently a traditional cup with a peanut butter filling similar to a Snickers bar. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Honey roasted. Yes. Real. Yeah. Yes. Think I tried that also. Chili chocolate mango. No. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. 
Huh. I'm going to get this real? Nope. Fake. Um, Peanut butter blast off to space. <laughs> <laughs> If you had just said peanut butter blast off, I think I would have bought it. But if there was one that if there was a package that literally said peanut butter blast off to space, especially if to space was in parentheses, I would buy a hundred of those. I'm glad you liked this. It was a little bit hard making good, good fake names. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Peanut butter and banana cream. Hmm. I want that to be real, but I think it's fake. Oh, it's real. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a layered cup with a top chocolate layer, a bottom banana cream layer, and peanut butter filling. Okay. It was released in tribute to Elvis. I don't know if they would really capture, like, the banana in the way you would want. (laughs) Have you ever played capture the banana? It was it was a game we used to Is play. Is that what in, you and Lori yeah. play? <laughs> no, it was a game that got banned in middle school. <laughs> All right, well, this is a related game. World's smallest. <laughs> what? Fake. Uh, what? <laughs> World's largest. Wait, like, this is a product? This you- is a edition flavor As, okay yes world's Wikipedia. largest is real it is it's what, real what is it it um it was a it was actually marketed it weighed eight ounces each that's dumb yeah it's super dumb okay anyway there you go i mean okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack on that now i'm gonna walk that back a little bit because like you could eat it with a knife and fork yeah <laughs> like how um, well, mr like pitt you- ate a snicker snickers bars on seinfeld you could serve it as like a, a like a birthday cake mm-hmm. or a, a entree yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, All we got right. more. We got more things we, we have got, to taste, we, even though we've okay. tasted well, a lot. Let me give us some more information here. So, I don't know if this is still on the market, but I like the sound of this. In 2007, Hershey's introduced a new bar called Reese's Whips. That's W H I P P S with peanut butter flavored nougat and chocolate coating, like a peanut butter flavored Three Musketeers. That sounds good. Does that still exist? I don't think so. Are you familiar, are, are you gonna talk about Reese Sticks? No. Um, because this is one of my favorite candy bars. I didn't get it because it's not a cup. It's, uh, you know, it's like a wafer cookie stick, but, okay. but with peanut butter layers. Um, oh. And uh, when it was originally introduced, it was called Reese Sticks. Well, you know that in Canada. I didn't know this until I saw you put it on the so agenda. In Canada. In Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can- Canada is, is a country that's like Canada, but made out of candy. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's all, like it's, the land it's, of Dairy Queen. It's, uh, its rulers are all Kennedys. Yeah, yeah that's right. Huh. Okay, anyway, um, there are Reese peanut butter cups in Canada, not Reese's. Okay. But apparently people still refer to them as Reese's. So Reese sticks, when they came out, were uh, marketed in the U.S. as Reese sticks and remained Reese sticks for like a decade before they changed it to Reese's sticks. It's all kind of difficult to get one's tongue around. Well, I mean, maybe they changed it because they were worried that people were calling it Reese, Reese's ticks. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Okay, can we talk about their slogans? 
Oh, oh, yeah. So in the 70s and 80s, they had these commercials that you may remember. I feel like the, here's the thing with these Reese's slogans. They've all been pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. Like even if you don't remember what product they were associated with, the culture has hold, held on to them. So in the 70s and 80s, they had these commercials that featured two people, one eating peanut butter and one eating chocolate. Yep. And they would collide. And one would exclaim, uh-huh. you got your peanut butter on my chocolate. And the other would say, you got your chocolate on my peanut butter. And then they would each taste. Mm-hmm. this combination and they would talk about how great it was and they would say two great tastes that taste great together and then they would fuck yeah <laughs> then they just would, like right this hardcore right there on this commercial and then they'd play capture the banana <laughs> yeah. you got your okay. peanut butter on my banana okay and, um anyway. okay yes i do remember that very well and then in the 90s especially the the hardcore pornography <laughs> part of it then in the 90s, the slogan became, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Oh, right, because it was all about like people doing weird tongue things with their with their peanut butter cups. Yeah. Because like every commercial would be like, you know, like I like, you know, stick my tongue and <laughs> <laughs> I might be thinking of something else. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So the tagline now is just Reese's. Perfect. Is that even a tagline? It, it's like it. it hmm. Perfect. Hmm. This is weak. This is weak. Yeah, it's weak. It. I mean, it. It is true in that it is a perfectly. But it should be Reese's perfectly engineered food product, <laughs> and then they should pay a roy- pay us a royalty every time they use it. I think that it should be at least half of their annual cash dividends. Yes, absolutely. Right. We should get six hundred sixty-six thousand six hundred sixty-six shares. <laughs> of Hershey's or whatever. What would you do with that money? Would you build an Iron Maiden? First of all, I would tithe 10% to the Church of Satan. <laughs> and then with the rest, I would build an Iron Maiden. And I would have Iron Maiden play at my birthday party. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's talk about some seasonal By the way, this is the This is the uh, Reese's uh, peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces, or Reese's stuffed with pieces flavor this right here. It's excessive. It, it does. How does it taste? It's it's fine. Okay, hold on. All this laughing is making me feel slightly nauseated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what would be good for that? Oh, it's time for a little cry break. Okay, let me, let me jump in here. Let's see, what does it say here? Um, oh, so let's talk about the seasonal shapes. Yeah. Okay, so do you do you buy these? Yes. Do you look forward to them? No. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you go into the store, and you're like, well, I got to buy this, this fucking pumpkin because it's Halloween, but I don't no, feel like no. good about it. Well, no. Here's the thing. I... The only candy that I pretty much ever buy on the candy aisle mm-hmm. is Sour Patch Kids Extreme. Oh, okay. I just don't. Not even the watermelon slices. No, no. These days I'm all Sour Patch Kids Extreme. Okay. Oh, right. Cause... So I don't ever really buy chocolate candy. The other day, uh, your child, June, came over and uh, and I felt I was kind of like criticizing the fact that we had some Sour Patch Kids and in the they house and they were extreme. not extreme. Yeah, she only likes the extreme ones. <laughs> I'm so, so proud. I'm so proud of her. Uh-huh. I mean, um, they are good. They're super. She was right. Um, anyway, um, but uh, so uh, here's the thing. Like, I will buy, I always buy one of the eggs and I put it in June's Easter basket. Yeah. Sometimes I will I, buy the tree. I just got one of those in my Easter basket. I'll buy the tree and I'll put the Christmas tree and put it in her stocking. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. But I don't tend to, for as much as I enjoy eating a Reese's peanut butter cup, I never really think to buy them. Um, I, when I see those pumpkins... 
I will buy one and just like put it directly into my mouth. And how many bites do you think you eat it in? Two, three, two. maybe three. Two. I was going to yeah, say because two is a is a big bite. That's yeah. a big bite because they're bigger than the than yeah. the regular right because like one. One of the seasonals is bi- as big as maybe like a one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, makes it a perfect serving. Do you know what I really like is when I do get one of the seasonals, I like to take a, like a paring knife and I like to cut it up and like in, as an afternoon snack, I will like cut cut it up and eat it like a, like a, like I've cut bites of it. <laughs> but there's something really so, there's something really pleasing about summarize. not biting <laughs> there's something really pleasing about not biting into it so you like to like, slice yours up but you want to explain <laughs> that using like a, a hundred words <laughs> aren't um, you excited to read my next book yes I'm i am so far over my word count. Your, your next book which is called <laughs> i found a wrong way to eat a reason's <laughs> Um, okay. Yes, I love the seasonals. I my theory about the seasonals. I know I'm not the first person to uh, to promulgate this theory. Yeah, go on. Is is that they're fresher than than the average ones because like they just they they're like f- fresh for the factory floor to your store. But you don't think they're like apples and that they've been storing them? Why would they do that? I don't know. When do you think they start I mean, production apples on grow the Easter on eggs? trees? These they can make anytime they want. <laughs> I mean, well, do you think they've started? So this episode is going to air what June sixth. When do you think they start the the um, planting the the, no, the grafting? <laughs> when do you think they start planting the pumpkins? <laughs> sure. Um, well, I mean, they have to save the seeds from last. You know, when you when you eat your Reese's pumpkin and you spit out the seeds, yeah, like some but of those I, seeds but germinate. I like, to, I like to toss them with olive oil and roast mm-hmm. them. I'm afraid that when I swallow one, it's going to grow into a, a peanut butter jack o' lantern in my stomach. <laughs> As my friend Billy told me would happen, but then he died from mixing pop rocks and coke. Okay. R.I.P. Billy. Okay. Um, um, okay, but Mikey. hold on. I mean, Mikey. So, oh, wait, I feel like we haven't given we have given enough attention to non-Reese's peanut butter cups. Right. And do I, they deserve our I attention? I don't though? know if they actually do. Okay, I've got some. Justin's makes some. Justin's yes, the sort I of high-end peanut butter. Trader Joe's makes some that are fine. I don't love them. Yeah, I've got some. I feel like the chocolate is kind of waxy or I don't doesn't say the quite brand. right. Okay. Um, We've got some. That are not Reese's. How mm-hmm. are they? This is well, supposed to be a higher-end chocolate. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Is it milk chocolate? It is milk chocolate. I got to say, it's it's pretty good, actually. It's a, it is a much higher quality chocolate. The peanut butter is pretty tasty. It doesn't have that kind of uh, powderiness of the of the Reese's peanut butter. But, I feel like it's lacking in salt. And the and the chocolate is not soft enough. Yeah. Oh, but that is really but good. But it's not bad. No, it's so, quite good. So now we can reveal this is our local Theo chocolate. Mm-hmm. No, it tastes. It tastes like it. It tastes less trashy. Yeah, it pushes the same buttons without the trash. So yeah, I, I would be. I would happily consume this. Yeah, but I. I yeah, but I. I still. I feel like Reese's okay, is so, perfectly engineered. So apparently, this is. We're still going here. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever made them at home? No. Oh, so, but. The, but there are a 
lot of people out there who, um, well, like I know, for instance, at the pantry, the cooking school behind Delancey, mm-hmm. they have offered candy making classes. And we're not talking about like, um, you know, making toffee or something like that. That's like a big batch you'd pour out on a sheet pan. We're talking about like for your homies, how to make your own Snickers, how to make your own candy corn, how to make your own probably Reese's peanut butter cups. I have never felt drawn to doing this, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who do. Okay. I mean, and who will pay money to learn how to do these things? Oh, so this could be our niche, except they're already doing yeah, it at the pantry. Except they're already yeah. doing it at the pantry. No, we need to just come up places. with an idea, get someone to make the candy, and give us the money. Okay, we're idea people. That's how I describe us to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when people yeah. ask, "What's your show about?" It's a show about ideas. Yeah, about the power of ideas. Yeah, and about how, the, and the big how... the, about it, it's about the big ideas. And it's, you know, it's about the things that we need to, to the, the some of the most important things mm-hmm. we need to talk about, but it's, we don't talk about. It's them about enough. the news behind the news. <laughs> you know, it's it's a show about how about the power of ideas and about how some ideas have power <laughs> and some don't. And it's the latter type that we tend to emphasize on our show. This episode is brought to you by Old El Paso. And Old El Paso is bringing magic to Taco Night. I mean, Taco Night is already magic. They're just adding an extra layer of magic with their stand and stuff taco shells, their tortilla bowls. It's stuff that's delicious and engineered to make Taco Night that much more awesome. Old El Paso, grab the yellow box. All right, uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, a website full of ideas uh and at facebook.com slash build milk podcast oh man i'm burping and burping so much peanut butter <laughs> um, and uh you you can um i don't know what do we want them to tell us on facebook this time matthew i, I mean, don't know have like, you tried any of the any of the flavors the uh the special flavors is that what they were called special, special flavors, flavors. <laughs> <laughs> um have you tried secret lover <laughs> secret t- lovers what about dream lovers yeah if you have a secret lover, <laughs> tell us on, on Facebook.com slash spell that podcast who it know. is. Like we won't we promise we won't tell. <laughs> Facebook privacy is always their top priority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Well, um, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Perfect. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amsterburton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. If you were involved in some sort of international affair that uh, that affected a sexual affair, a, a sexual affair that threatened like the the integrity of of the British government and society, mm-hmm. you might be the target of MI6. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes, the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.